You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll take a glass together. This is Equity One, Broadway's happy hour. Pour yourself a drink and join us as we chat about life, theater, and, and everything in between. I'm Elliot Maddox. And I'm Caleb Dickey. Join us for your Equity One. Hi, Caleb. Hi, Elliot. Cheers. Clink. Oh, what a lovely amber color. I know. Cocktail is. Um, welcome to this week's episode of Equity One, Broadway's happy hour, uh, where we sit and chat with some of your favorite Broadway fancies. Um, Caleb, how are you doing this week? I am doing really well. It's my last week in Ohio, and I'm coming to New York next week. Are you ready for me? I'm ready for you in two weeks, hon. Exactly, yes. Can't see days. you until you got to do that quarantine because I'm not trying to get sick, boo. Exactly. I know. But um, excited to be there. So soon. Oh, my God. It has been way too long. I haven't seen you actually since March. Yeah. Um, And that is just the longest we've probably ever gone in our lives without seeing each other in person. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how's the last weekend in Ohio treating you? Um, It's a lot of packing up. We're like... Um, I had some family time today, said goodbye to everyone because I'm not going to see him next week. So, uh, yeah, just packing up. How about you in New York? Oh, you know, things are good. Things are fine. Things are pretty normal. Uh huh. You know, trying to stay busy and also not busy. So watching a lot of television and um, resting. Okay. Yeah. I went out for dinner with with Michael and his brother last uh, two nights ago and Mm -hmm. whoa. We got really drunk. Love um, that. Love that. We went to Westville on 9th Ave. Like, so good. If you haven't been, it's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a lot of margaritas. And then we went to the bar next door and had another nightcap. And I think I, ended up, I think I ended up bringing a plastic cup of tequila soda in the Uber home. As you should. As, as, isn't there a rule now you have to eat and drink? You can't just drink? Yeah, I mean, I ate. But it okay, didn't go, really go, go, go. help. It didn't sure, really yeah. help. Um, anyway, um, so back on booze today. Uh, mm-hmm. But before we get to what we're drinking, we want to bring in our special guests from the Broadway World Series, the Chaos Twins, Nick Walker and Sasha Hutchings. Come on Whoa, in. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, friends. Mm-mm. 
Hi. What's, What's, up? What's up? Oh my God, look at all those plants. Uh -huh. Is that a washer dryer behind you? Yes, me? it is. No, oh. work. Me. Me. Yes, that's a washer dryer. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just a board. Just mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. In this quarantine time, for sure. Um, thanks for joining us, friends. Thank you for having. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you, you for, mostly for this. Yeah, this is wonderful. I'm of very course. excited about this. And yeah, our yeah. audience knows that now is that time where we talk about what this is, and it's this week's QCOC. And here to tell us more about it is the founder of QCOCs, Hansel Tan. Everyone, Woo. hey, what's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? Ahoy. So so good. You look like you're doing much better <laughs> on a beautiful <laughs> I, roof. I've Oh my God, I'm actually, I'm drying off sweat. So uh, I was helping a couple of buddies move from their apartment to one part of Brooklyn to another part of Brooklyn. So that, hence it explains why I'm at a really fancy location that is 100% not mine because she can't afford it. You know, <laughs> let's, let's not go there, but uh, hi. Hi, thanks again for providing us with libations this week. What Now, what do you got for us? So this week we have sex, lies, and deceit in the form of a bottle cocktail called a Perilicious Affair. It is a riff of the French 75 champagne cocktail. Instead, we use a Prosecco syrup um, with allspice, uh, with a base of pear, gin, and lots of fun in that thing. A little bit of lemon juice. <gasps> oh, my I'm God. I'm sold. Wow. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I'm so interested in, like, a spicy gin cocktail. Usually I go kind of, like, more, like, floral and up, like a little citrusy, but... Oh, we got we got a little floral in there, by the way, of elderflower. Oh. But, um, see if you guys oh my have God. it. All right, it, I'm gonna it, pour yeah, it this in. Like, it tastes like elderberry juice. That's what I'm about to say. Like, it's very it, close, it, yeah. Yeah, this is... It's the elderflower in there. Oh. Come on. Well, Ooh, okay, we got that, got that garnish in there. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Clink. Oh, my God, okay. Clink. It kind of looks like um, um, a smoothie, like a green smoothie almost. Is that it's oh, really that's, good. that's delicious. Yeah, I could drink this whole thing right here, though. This is so dangerous. Uh, we've so done dangerous. it. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, yeah. The rule, the rule on now. equity one is that it's still one if your glass is never empty. So <laughs> oh, That's no. a great rule. Mm -hmm. that is that's how I mix no. my drinks for myself at home. And uh, This is delicious. There's nothing Michael's like a self-induced hangover. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. really, really yummy. Yeah, we like oh, that. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's the best one yet. It's, there you go. Oh, best one yet. I, before I go, I, I just want to say I wish you all get progressively more toasted as the hour goes along. So congrats to all of you. Big hugs and kisses. And I'll see you next week. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And mm -hmm. if you also want one of these <laughs> delivered to your door in New York City, you can follow QCOX on Instagram. QCOCTAILS, I believe, is the the at. And uh, you can order your own and you can cheers like you're drinking with us right now. It, isn't that. this fun in this time where we can't go to bars and stuff to like be able to like actually drink something with your friends? It's mm -hmm. fine. It's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha's not impressed. <laughs> I really want to go to a bar. Oh my god, me too. What bar are you going to go to as soon as everything opens up? Mm, probably. Well, Añejo. I've definitely been there. You can drive by Añejo on Forty mm Seventh -hmm. um, and Tenth, and they have like a stand set up with some to-go margaritas. It's my favorite spicy margarita in the city. 
Um, I love it there. And I would probably, it, it won't feel normal again until I am sitting there like consuming spicy margaritas and guacamole. Yeah. Um, they shout have out that. to DJ. They have the bench so you can look out on the street and like talk yes. about people as they're walking by. I love it's like that. a lunch, but mm -hmm. now yeah, yes. now you know what? Now they actually do have outdoor seating and they've gone like mm -hmm. a step above. They have like um plexiglass the dividers, between yeah. Each booth out on the street. Yeah. You ain't getting that. nothing. Mm -hmm. No, no, except a delicious margarita. <laughs> Nick, what about you? What bar you you hop into when uh. this is all? So there is one, there's a bar that's on the opposite side from most of the theaters. Um, still like, still on that Times Square dividing line, the long room. Um, mm. And it has, it has the best wings. In the long room. It has, yeah, it has the best wings and the best gold rush ever in my life. And that's What's a that. gold rush? Yeah, what is a gold rush? Gold rush is my, that is like my standard drink. And, and what's, what's crazy is most, most bars don't know it by the name gold rush. They usually know it by bee's knees. Um, which is fine, like either way, but basically simple drink. It's I use Woodford, so it's Woodford, honey syrup, lemon juice, uh, egg white, muddled ginger on the rock shaken. Nice. Oh my god. It's, it's, that sounds it's, delicious. It's like a cold hot toddy. I mean it's it's medicinal. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, no need to no need to have a hot toddy, you can just have a toddy. Yes. yes. No. Just a normal toddy. Exactly. I prefer a cold toddy. Me too. <laughs> Oh yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I like it hot, cold, medium, all of it. Mm -hmm. I'll take any temp. Um, <laughs> as long as there's Woodford. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Oh yeah. Caleb, Caleb, now you're you're not in New York yet, so you couldn't get a Q cocktail, unfortunately. But what are you drinking today? I am drinking a I actually have a Yingling traditional lager. Can you see it? Mm. Like a Yingling, yes. You know, I love you know, that we're I'm doing the thing, like the, this is like the YouTubers do or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I also so, love the color of your nails. That is a gorgeous color. Thank it you. Is. It's like a, a robin's egg. I got them done with my boyfriend for his birthday. Okay. Yeah. They're beautiful. Oh my. Do you know? Do you know what the specific color of that nail polish is? Because I love nail polish color names. I think it was a sweet apple. Mm. I don't know why apple, but like you know, see, it's blue. They, they never make sense. They're always like. <laughs> they're always like. Kind of right, but not really. Yeah. Um. Uh. Great. Well, I'm so excited to keep drinking. This drink is so delicious. Like, I yeah, honestly I can't even deal with it. Okay, yeah. so what all has been keeping you all entertained lately? Like, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What's the entertainment? I just listened to, to Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just kind of, I'll call her up. I'll just let her talk for like, <laughs> for like forty minutes on end. Which brings me to my entertainment, which is, <laughs> I just talk to these guys. Yep, your plan. Exactly right. That's gorgeous. I love that plan. Yeah. Now, thank you. Now, have you always been a plant gal, or is this like a new development? Uh, it's not. Okay. Well, it has. Um. Things have escalated since quarantine, I must say. Uh, I but, think a lot of people feel that yeah, with their plants. Definitely. Like, I, I will show you. Um, this is my fiddle thing, my fiddle leaf thing. It's a little tiny guy here on the ground. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. I got that at Whole Foods right before, like, March. Mm, <laughs> March. Um, <laughs> it's my sister. Um <laughs> March, like, let's say 13th. 
like on a pandemic grocery run. Yeah. Because I was like, and it was like, I, it's like a nervous plant. Like I just was like, the first thing I grabbed wasn't rice, wasn't beans, but I filled half of my cart with a fiddly fig. With a plant. See, that's interesting. I think, you know, there's something there. There's some kind of like, it'll help me breathe. It'll yes. help me feel normal. I don't even know. Like, I just remember being like, well, yes, this is coming with me. And then um, <laughs> I guess I'll head downstairs to the canned goods aisle. <laughs> like, just having a yeah. panic attack in Whole Foods and just like, this plant, though. But that's yeah. true. I have plants that I've bought after, like, an, a weird audition. Or, like, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. I need something that can live past whatever happened in that room. Um, yeah. <laughs> So. I love it. And all, honestly, on that Friday, who knows what food was there? The plant might have already, might have been the only thing available. Honestly, I just, it was <laughs> like, I know I can do this for myself. And it was like $17. So 14, mm -hmm. 14, I think with my Amazon. That's, Prime. that's okay. nothing. Oh my God. Prime at Whole Foods is it. It's the oh. matrix, but we're in it. We are in fact. <laughs> Nick, have you I don't feel plants? good about it at all. I do uh, not feel good about Amazon Prime. It's. I mean, and you should feel good. About it. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a deal with the devil. Let's let's be real. I mean, we know what it is. It's uh, so easy. The mark of the beast. It's so easy. It's the mark of the beast. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But it's but it but it's it's so easy. That's exactly right, Elliot. Like it, it is literally the easiest. And all of a sudden, these products arrive, and it's you know your life becomes that much better. But my God. My um, God, <laughs> I, I am not. I am not. So I, I do. Like I said, I, I watch Sasha talk to her and I check in and I'm like, Sasha, like this is this is actually too much at this point. Like, please stop. <laughs> like, like Sasha, like I'm worried. Like, are you OK? Like, do I need to send someone over there? Like, what's going on? Uh, and she's always she's always saying she's fine. I don't believe it. And then I ask my plants how we're doing and they say we're fine. And I tell Nick everything's good. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's insane. Um, yeah. They're but, fine. Yeah. They're fine. <laughs> there you go. There it is. There it is. But yeah, I have not. I I have not ventured to the plant where I have my cat is around here somewhere. He wanders in and out of uh of the of the landscape. Uh, he's probably sleeping in some crevice of this home. Uh, oh, yeah. as, as he always does. Uh, and and normally normally my wife would be here, but she just she just left for grad school. So she she has oh, wow. abandoned me for for education. But uh, yeah, she's out in San Diego at the at Old Globe USD. Uh, oh, wow. Getting that, getting that theater education. Word. So. And they're going to be education. Don't forget. Are they going to be in person? Uh, they so some of their classes will be because it's only. I mean, the amazing thing is only seven students, so they can do socially distanced classes. So I think their yoga class and their act, their like actual proper scene study class will be in person, um, even though distanced. Um, but a lot of the other classes, like Alexander Technique, all that stuff is going to be virtual. Um, so that it's a little bit of a letdown. I mean, it's a, it's a letdown for students all across the nation. I can imagine, um, or I can't imagine what, what going into a semester during this time is like, but she's excited to be there and I, I could not be more proud of her. And she's, she's worked her, worked her butt off to get here. So, so yeah, that's really thrilling. Um, oh, yeah. but this have you all ever, go ahead, Caleb. This is a touchy question. I think it's kind of appropriate. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, OCU <laughs> just announced that they're going digital all fall. Yep. Would you, if you were a senior this year, would you go to college or would you take a gap year? Mm. I, would, I, would, I, would, I would take a gap year because I, I think I would just class. move. I don't know. Yeah. Deferment. I mean, uh, we, uh, yeah, I, I, I do actually agree with you, Caleb. I, I, I think, and it's so funny because I'm actually uh, starting, I'm, probably going to be teaching at NYU in the fall. 
mm -hmm. um, which which is gonna be fun. But I but I was actually saying to a lot of students, like, honestly, if you got to defer this year, like, if there was ever a year to do it, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. like, yeah, this is half the fun of it is being in the community of your school, and if mm -hmm. you if you're not gonna get that, like. Yeah. Protect well, yourselves. Yeah. Especially at NYU, because I feel like so much of the draw to go to NYU is that you're in the city. Like yes, yeah. you can like meet people and yeah. go to auditions and kind of like start early where like, if you're, if you can't do any of that, like, Oh my God, save your money. Yeah. Save your money. Yeah. Save your money for sure. Agree. It's a crazy time when students ask like, what do I do? Or like, how do I like, how are you? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. So, mm -hmm. and I mean, I don't even say that, like, I, you want to be encouraging. And, and I just try to, you know, say like, get what, you know, work on what you can on your own, but it's yeah. a mm -hmm. really tough time. And I hope there's some, I mean, I, I hope that the honesty is just like, I don't know. We're in this together. This is a really tough time. There's literally no right answer. Mm -hmm. Like if you yeah. were graduating next year, I could tell you like, well, you should have these things in line and this going on and like maybe check and make sure you've got, you know, whatever lined up for yourself. But right now I'm like, I, I couldn't tell you what to do. I think just take care of yourself and stay sane and totally. think about what's important to you and then <laughs> act from there. Like, mm -hmm. Leave mm -hmm. with that, yeah. There's it's no just, wrong answer. It's yeah. just all we have <laughs> mm -hmm. just to get Look through the us. day. Listen, if this is all we have though, I'm not mad about this. I know, I know, I know. That's actually and that's, okay. Let's be honest, this was Broadway before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I gotta say this. So I actually just did a summer camp and they're these amazing, <laughs> amazing kids. And they all, one of them asked the sweetest question. They were like, uh, oh my God, what are your, what are your pre-show rituals? What are your like, what do you, what do you do for? And I was like, and literally we were giving like very, you know, PC answers. But in the group there, we were like, you know, nobody say whiskey, nobody say whiskey. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm just like, yo. Don't tell them about the shots. Don't tell them about the shots. Don't. <laughs> don't tell them about the mini bar backstage. That's exactly. I have yes. a I have a giant bar in my room. There's like at least yeah. four hundred dollars worth of al alcohol in my dressing room right now. You guys, when I was doing I was doing My Fair Lady and um, Diana Rigg, uh, when she was playing. Um, was it Ms. Ms. Mrs. Mrs. Higgins? No, Mrs. Higgins. She played the mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we're like, she's like, what? Like, I think she turned 80 when we were there, when we oh. were in, this is 2018. She's a legend. Um, we're in the room. We're having like the talk, like, you know, this is the theater. Welcome to the theater. These are the rules. Da, 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 da. Somebody says no alcohol in the dressing rooms. There's no alcohol in the building. Like we don't, we don't have it here. And Diana's rig was exactly your face, like Nick. And she turns to Harry Hayden Patton and goes, I don't like that. <laughs> smells like no like booze. I don't like <laughs> like, that. I was like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, <laughs> my thoughts exactly. Like, what are you talking about? She like didn't, she never didn't have Viv Kuklo like in her dressing room. Like yeah. whether someone sent it or she had it provided for herself. Like, no, oh, I was about to say, really? That's a, that's a rule at Lincoln Center? You know, uh, 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 did you follow the rule? That's the question. Like, you remember, yeah. there it was also a rule at OCU. I will say. <laughs> sure, yeah, right. Dry Kid Mister. Uh, is yeah. that is that so? Is that where you guys met? Was All three of us. Yeah. Three of us there together. Oh, incredible! It was a dry campus. Mm hmm. It was. Like, 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 yes. Caleb, Caleb, and I. Our room got busted once. Yes. Yeah, Talk and this was I a, need that story. Did you get busted? 
in a search or in like you had a party and somebody came by and yeah so so there was a party also this was the time where i didn't drink so i didn't touch alcohol until i was 21 mm -hmm. so like i mean i was literally taking like shots of sun kissed with everyone just to like mm -hmm. be part, you know part of everything but um but we got called they got called on us everyone hid everything and ran away we ran to like another room down the hall and darius right <laughs> And was Caleb, in apartment? Yeah. We're, we're the only people. Um, <laughs> we're the only people in the room. And Darius was like, "You can't come in. No, there's no <laughs> reason for you to come in. Just standing at the door, like being so sassy." And <laughs> they came it. in and they found it was just red stripe in our fridge, like a beer. It was my beer. It was my beer. Yeah. <laughs> it was beer. And there were there were like empty shot glasses like in the sink, like <laughs> like. They're glasses. They're glasses. Like you don't see them. They're glasses. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the four of us, the three. Well, there were four of us in a quad, and they, all, all the other three roommates were like, "No, Elliot doesn't even drink, so it, this is not fair. Like he can't. He wasn't part of it." Yeah. But um, yeah. Caleb was the only one that did community service, though. Everyone you else. Did you community just, service? What did you have to do? I worked in an office, um, answering phones. Jeez. That's what I did for like four hours. Community service, free OCU labor. Yes. Yeah, that's more what it sounds like. That's yeah. not you, like, were you answering like phones for like a civil rights group or like? No, no it was no. like just like just for the private university. The yeah. private method. And they're like, I don't. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, try this number. Like, <laughs> oh man. Good golly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. so I I've dodged that bullet, but um. Oh yeah. See, that that's why tough. that was tough. That was tough mm -hmm. at OCU, the, the mm -hmm. dry, the dry campus. Sometimes I, w but sometimes I wish that I'd gone to a campus school. Like I really, I really feel like there was so much that I mm. missed out on because, because like, like at NYU, like you literally just show up in New York. Dude, yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, welcome to New York and that's it. And, and it's like, it's a whole, th I mean, the, the amount of trouble you can get in is that much worse because it's not like a closed community. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. if you get in trouble, you're just in trouble in New York and that's yeah. just it. And yeah. you know, my, my buddy, but like people were trying crazy things. We had, oh my God, I think it was like not my, it was not my roommate, but uh, two doors down from me. I only stayed in the, the dorms uh, the first year, but two doors down from me, there was some dude growing weed in his closet. <laughs> oh my <laughs> this is this is the same dude that ended up cutting off my dreadlocks for his and and taping them. This man, Zach Velasquez, is his name. Zach Velasquez, you're listening. I just remembered you, and I hope that you're well. Um, <laughs> Zach Velasquez cut off my dreadlocks and taped them to his door as his like as his like his like entrance way door door thing. The beads, yeah, that yeah, beads exactly, exactly. Taped them. This is what we were doing at NYU. Exactly, your face, Sasha. That's exactly right. This is what we were doing. So I cut off my dreads in the middle of the night, like a like a sneak thief. So like, no, 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 no. And like, and like, granted, knew knew that I was planning. I was planning to shave my head anyway, but like, did not, did not. Not ask that about, night. Not that night. Did not ask. Not like this. Not like this. Gone on the door, and uh, that was the whole thing. That was that was NYU as my freshman year. Not this. Not not this. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly. too much. Oh, just, yeah. just, just oh, yeah. the middle of the night. 
Why didn't you wake up? Why didn't were are you a heavy sleeper? I, yeah, I'm, I'm. I was definitely a heavy sleeper. Also, I'm pretty sure that I was like inebriated. Like it was freshman year was bad. Freshman year was like was rough. Like not not in terms of my, my schoolwork was fine, but like because freshman year was the year that we were actually just talking about this with a group of group people um, that were in my class. For, like my so you guys know how the studio system works at NYU. Like, yeah. So the way so the way it's such the way it works is like they. Yeah. they yeah, cap. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they make the pre-existing deals with studios in the in the thing. I was uh, more, more classically aligned, so I was trying to. I was in Stella Adler, and then I did classical, and then I did Stone Street. And Stella Adler is like they pride themselves on being like the studio of Brando and the studio of De Niro, and like even though they're not at all. Um, and I love I love Adler, so like don't don't get me wrong, but like we were talking about this, and we were like, yo, some of the things the teachers would do to us in that first year, if they were doing these things now. There is no world in which there would not be a lawsuit on their hands because, like, it was like the whole point. The first year was to like break you, like that was the point. I remember we had, and I'll shut up after this, but I remember we had one class uh, where this teacher had an exercise called going to China, and you were supposed to come in with like a, a story about a time that you went to China, and then he was going to do some imagination work to make the story feel real for you. So the first couple of people to go would always come in with like some sort of like. You know, we were class clowns. We were trying to do some like jackass story about, you know, like, yeah, man, I went to China and like got like mugged and then I got stripped naked and I had my wallet stolen from me and like trying to be assholes, whatever. The teacher would send us out, he'd bring us back in and it'd be complete darkness. And I, I was I was the asshole that had that story, by the way. Brought me back in. <laughs> I, I'm like, it's darkness, can't see anything. He's like, give me your money. I'm like, what? <gasps> he puts his arm on my chest, pushed me against the wall, give me your money. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Give me your money. I take money. Now take off your clothes. I was like, what? This man, by the end of this exercise, had me crawling naked on the bodies of my fellow students. And like to, and like there was a moment in like, and I didn't get the worst one because there was a moment in another person's store where they got stabbed. This man poured hot candle wax onto that student's back. I'm not even joking you, y'all. I'm not even joking you. Safe well, words, safe yeah. Safe word is lawsuit. And exactly, and and you'd always know this teacher's class going forward, like in other, like in years above, because because you'd be wandering the halls, like you'd be like doing your thing, working on your sides, whatever you're doing, and then inevitably you just see some freshman like open the door to like his classroom and just be like crying on the floor, and then you just see like this teacher come and grab them and like drag them back in. You're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. There. Oh, shit. Yikes. And I'm kind of into that, though. That's a lot of fun. Oh, it was. A, it was. Oh it was. God. It was something. It was something. That's man. that's a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I think many schools have the the mentality to break you down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Listen, it's a hard business. Get used a, to it. Hey, hey, you better learn. You got to learn it sometime. Step. Step. <laughs> Step, step, exactly. Look, we're on the other side. We, <laughs> baby, I know. There's so many stories of just about surviving college. I know, yes. just surviving. Just I don't even survive. know. Yeah, like because at least in New York, you had reference to like the real world. Like I just think that there's like an insular sort of like culture to campus, and like you don't know what the and you're going to this place at a very young age, expecting them to tell you like how the world is and help you succeed. But it's a business. Mm -hmm. they are running their business. And so they don't always have like you and your best interests in mind 
or like it's a brand that they're building or there's just all these things that I, mm -hmm. I always felt like I, we did this thing like OCUNYC, like coming to the city or just getting getting into a different learning experience outside of like your program. Mm -hmm. I think especially in the summers, like if you can work is really, really important just because it can give you perspective. And just knowing that like, no matter what situation, and that, that's the lesson you should learn is that no matter what situation you're in, no matter what institution you find yourself in, that like that their word is not law. Mm -hmm. And that like yes. you should test everything against like your own intuition. And I, it's just very hard to do at a young age when you're entering the world and especially for like a career field that is as, is as subjective as ours. Yeah. Because yeah. you're putting yourself under the judgment of like other people and, and that's why we drink. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. tough. And it's that, tough to like to educate people in the business because you can build skills of course um and that kind of thing and but also you know for for using our school as an example using ocu is like ocu can only be so in touch with new york because it's literally in oklahoma like yeah, yeah. it can only it can only offer you so much like good advice the rest of it you just kind of have to figure out on your own uh, which is like why the you know spring break programs getting away doing summer stock was the most valuable oh part of that for me. Definitely um, same. same. And what was it like being in school like in New York in the like in the center oh, of things? You know what I I loved it and I I will say like you know all joking aside like I did I love Adler and I I still love Adler and I love I love all the studios I did. And I think that so much of why I loved it was because of the fact that it was in New York. And so you had teachers who were doing downtown theater and then teaching you class that night. And that was something that yeah. made all the difference to be, to be talking to people who like knew what it is and knew what it is to do it on Broadway and knew what it was to do it on like 875 a week. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that I think is so important because then you also learn I think I think the, the the one the biggest thing and me and Sasha talk about selling chaos twins all the time. The biggest thing that I try to impart to students is like theater is theater is theater, man. Like yes, like if you want to have a career, if you want if you want to get paid a lot or a lot to do theater, doing it between fiftieth and forty second Street is a great idea, and like go for that. But like there was the I, the best theater I've ever seen was in the black box black box in Boston. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter totally. where you do it. It truly yes. doesn't matter where you do it. And I think that, I think that that is, there's just an appreciation of all kinds of theater that comes from being in school in New York because you are encouraged to seek it out and, mm -hmm. to, and to, to understand it in a, in a way that like, I, I know a lot of my friends who might've not gone to school in New York weren't, you know, that, that Broadway was the thing. That was the thing yeah. that you do. And it's like, no, it's, it, that's, that's a thing. That's a really great thing. But like, there's there's so much else happening, you know. I think what you said, like, yeah, that's so good because back to like students asking like what to do or like how to be is the idea that like, okay, so theater isn't on pause. Like theater is happening yeah. all the time. Like, and there's yeah. so many different ways, and we're being forced to find different ways to do it, which is really important when you decide that you want to be a theater actor. Yeah. But like the business of Broadway, like Broadway is shut down. Like doing theater in an actual like physical building that's shut down but the exercise of theater i love to think of theater in like in the same way you might think of church or you might think of all these other like there's the institution and then there is the exercise and the experience of it and 
theater is really, um, it's about people coming together with ideas and like trying and creatively like expressing them and taking things in and putting it back out and having some, it's this whole call and response conversation that is absolutely still happening. And if you're a young person in theater, I think like even more so you haven't been boxed into this is what it is. Yeah. So be creative about it. Like be yeah. creative about how mm -hmm. you get your work out there, how you get your creativity out there or what the exercise is for you, even if it's just writing and then, you know, dancing around your apartment, like truly mm -hmm. like these, it's, it's an exercise to me. It's like, this is the experience of what it's like to participate in it. And no, yeah. and, so, so go, go ahead. Go ahead. At the basis of theater is the human experience and storytelling. Just always lead with that. And you'll yeah. always, you'll discover it. Like go with storytelling and how you actually feel and, that's yeah. the, you can do that anywhere, anywhere, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I saw, I, I don't know if any of you saw Irish rep did the, did uh, the, uh, the weir, which is one of my favorite plays. If you never read that play, read that play. It's, it's beautiful and haunting and disturbing and funny as hell. Um, but they did, they did a virtual performance of it this whole week. They've been doing virtual performances of it. And what they did was really cool. They built a, uh, a kind of a, a computer generated like mat, uh, set because it only takes it takes place in one just in a bar. Mm -hmm. So they built the bar virtually. They, Sasha, kind of like what we did for Whiskeyland. They yeah. sent they sent actors um, green screens, and then they like kind of blocked how they wanted it to be filmed and like what, what you know what where the camera is on this line and on this line, and then they edited it together. And like watching it as someone who's seen the weir like more times than I can count, it was just as good seeing it like this like they really did because there was such care put into it you felt like you were oh you weren't you didn't feel like you were watching a play because you weren't in a theater but you right you were still getting the story yeah. and the acting was still nuanced and it was it was wonderful to see truly wonderful yeah yeah so you know go yeah, i mean rep. i think that it's <laughs> what's exciting is that ever <laughs> is that everyone is getting very creative figuring out a way to make things happen because that's what we have always done in theater. Like this is, this is what we do. We like figure out ways to do things like yeah. be it, be it, you know, figuring out how to, um, I don't know, be figuring out how to like bring a, you know, a, a wrestling or boxing <laughs> ring into an audience, Sasha, right. And Rocky or like, yes. <laughs> or you know uh, anything like that like we figure these things out and so now it's just different constraints on it um yeah. which i think is exciting it's also you know there's the phenomenon of people realizing more than ever that they can do what they want anywhere yeah mm -hmm. which i think is going to make for a lot of like happy artists i think new york yeah. might be missing a, a couple more people but i do think that like People yeah. are realizing, oh my God, I can do what I want to do anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in somewhere where I feel like I have to be because it's the center of things, yeah. even if I'm not happy there. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely been a phenomenon that is, um, that it's we're going to see. Yeah, it's tough. I think like the, it's like the structure, again, like the business. I mean, we're talking about like looking at the business differently in so many ways, not yeah. least of which is race and representation and empowerment on Broadway of, you know, black and BIPOC, like all of that, like what is the structure? But I think also what I think about and what we've said is like some of my most meaningful experiences were regional theater. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think like one of the great things about being in New York is the concentration of talent and ideas and that like, 
things are, can be birthed here that, I mean, you begin to wonder, could they be birthed? Could they happen anywhere else in that way? I mean, speaking to like Hamilton, like, I don't know. I remember doing it down at the public and I remember the creative team and producers saying, you know, we want to do, we don't want to do an out of town run. Like we want to develop this thing in New York City with a New York audience. And that says something. And I think that's valid. But then I also wonder like, is it like where is it a divestment of like, you know, interest and talent in, and being able to pay talent I don't, in other cities, like in the world, just like in or in the country, at least like um, very involved with like actors equity. And I can tell you like the point of view of somebody doing regional theater in Oklahoma as like, a, you know, what basically is can amount to a part time job is very different than somebody who pays their very expensive rent in New York solely on you know their income from theater and then what does that do to the things that we as a union try to like fight for and encompass yeah. or, so it's just like i just wonder like you're saying like is there is there opportunity to have like more original work grow out of like american communities like local communities that are these very specific stories specific to town but can maybe speak to you know a larger experience and be very special and I, I mean, that's like an ideal, you know, an ideal or an idealistic idea. But I think of a play like Our Town, which is just like, you know, they're, they're reviving or purported to um, in questionable ways. But um, I think of a show like that, that it, it has a very specific like place and time. And that if you can like support art in a very local community in that way, like it's not for lack of talent or interest or I don't know what the lack is, but like maybe yeah. there's a way for us to have more every grassroots everything, which would include yeah. like the creation and investment in the, de in, in the development of theater. Yeah, um, yeah. My boyfriend I, and I talked about this, that we think regional theater is going to come back before Broadway. So like yeah. it's gonna spread the talent, spread the wealth. And so we're gonna have a well-rounded community, hopefully. Yeah, I love regional theater. People are yeah. just so proud yeah. of like, proud of having that in their city and in their town. And yes. it's just such a rewarding place to like do work. And you're away from like, you know, the pressure of like everything being a multi-million dollar success. Like it's just, mm -hmm. it's just, let's try this together. It's really yeah. fun. No, it's gorgeous. And there's, and there's some, there's some regionals that truly know how to put, how to put actors and a company at ease. And um, like the first one that comes to mind is Denver Center. I Denver Center, I will work at, I will pick up the, if any time they want to call me, I'm like, let's go. Like, I don't, I, I actually yes. don't care what I'm doing. Um, and, it, and, and, and that's just, that's just one of them. There's so many of them that I could, I could name, but I, I really do feel like so much good work happens. And it's, and to your point, Sasha, I think out of, and, and yours, Caleb, I think out of necessity, Right, because that that was the one thing that I was that that I was laughing about with my buddies, with my uh, you know my TV film buddies is like, right now the two capitals of theater and, and film we're we're grounded. Like we actually <laughs> physically we cannot do we cannot do anything right now. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So the work is gonna have to go someplace that's safe. And mm -hmm. like I know that I know that Yellowstone is about to gear up and film out in Montana. Do you know what I mean? Like, and not that they weren't filming out in Montana before, but like they are able to get back right. to production. Because they could, their whole setup is a Western, right? So they're they are spread out. That's they're rolling plans. You mean like that's the whole point? So like it's gonna be really interesting to see which what kind of art is actually 
not elevated, but 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 given a lot more room and resource right now. While the the art that kind yeah. of needs the proximity, kind of not it, it's not done. It just it just has to wait a second. And I think I think that I think that that can be helped. You know, by wearing a goddamn mask. Um, <laughs> just wear it. Just wear it. I just literally, put it on. guys. I literally I, I just tweeted about this this morning. I had a an infuriating conversation with my friend from Switzerland or who's living in Switzerland right now. Do y'all realize in Switzerland right now, masks, nobody's wearing, the only time you have to wear a mask is when you're on a subway. Theaters are open, restaurants are open, bars are open. You can literally do whatever you, wow. clubbing, clubbing is open. Clubbing. Wow. I was sitting there listening to this like, are you, all we, it's so simple. I'm yeah. still thinking saying so it. simple. It's mm -hmm. so simple for just, just a, a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Like, like compared to where we are now, like if we had all, like if the whole nation had just put masks on for three months. But I'll tell you another thing I have a very serious problem with is that we were told initially not to wear masks yes, because they were afraid we were. that people in hospitals, like, and they wouldn't have enough PPE. And I just feel like as Americans, we should say, you know what? You're not supposed to tell me not to do something because you're afraid we didn't put enough money and investment and time into an industry, yeah. healthcare, and you're telling me now not to wear something that's actually going to protect me and others because we didn't have us like a, a enough of a healthcare infrastructure yeah. to, to manage all of this. There's, there's, sorry to cut you notes because you're right. There's also in other countries, there is a, just, let's just face it, no matter what your side of political spectrum is, there is a much larger sense of trust between government and its people and people and its government. I don't know why. And I don't, I don't know why either. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder, oh my God. Um, <laughs> we were a nation of slavery. Anyway. It's the elderberry guys. It's the elderberry. Definitely wash your hands. Wash your hands. Gotta wash your hands. Uh, but, but but that's but that's what's fascinating is like other countries that I mean granted Switzerland was I think I think founded in like 1189. Do you mean they've had they have 600 years on us? Um, but but that said, like it's just so messed up that we are we are living to this day we are still paying for the sins of this country yeah. in our infrastructure and in our in just like the fact that nobody is able to yeah what. Do you mean like it's it's just it's just disgusting? We're young and dumb. Our country yeah, is just young and young dumb. And dumb. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's it it is baffling to me that it is as simple as just wearing a mask. But there is yeah. such a there is such a like there is such a lack of consideration of the greater good with so many people in the country. You know, be it with like what your tax dollars go to or be it like what you want your community to look like. There is such a like lack of um, caring for anyone other than That's my dad. Number one. Hi dad. Hi. Hey, dad. The, the other comment was that he was, my dad was that he was in the house, but he'd be quiet because he has trolled us. Mm -hmm. uh, he trolled me. I'll say me. Yeah, he has trolled you on Chaos Twins. On Chaos Twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah. Dad. That does happen. That does happen. <laughs> oh, we love, we, we love a troll. Yeah, yeah. That is so funny. But what you're <laughs> saying, even like the greater good, we are not founded on the greater good. No. no. 
of the individual we are, but not the community. And that's that's the issue. That's the issue. And that's what we need to- We don't know how to do this. Yeah, it's so funny, like in World War II, we were all on board to like, you know, end the war, you have your victory garden, but like, why didn't they teach us to make our own masks? Like, here's how you make a mask. So we'll save other masks. Like, it was politicized. Save, I don't know. It's no, the it's, detriment of our entire country. It was politicized. And yeah, it yeah, was yeah. one of those things that it didn't need to be. But again, 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 the greater good of one. It was politicized yeah. for the greater good of one apex of a human yeah. in the White House. Um, what he thought would be his greater good. I'm hoping that it will be the downfall, to be honest. But because um, oh it's just it's beyond, it's beyond, it is beyond. It is yeah. beyond politics. Like we are, we have the the capacity to be so much better than this, and it is. It is just really. It's. It's. It, it would be interesting if it wasn't terrifying to watch people cling to their narrative of the past four years. Yes. Yeah. I've also, and I. I don't know how you guys. Or feel about- however many we've been a country. Sorry. Go ahead. No. 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 It's, it's four years is about right. It's like four uh, years. <laughs> wait. Well, four hundred. Like ah. Uh, yes, yes. In between one of those, you'll find the correct answer. <laughs> But it's fascinating. I, I, you know, I was just having this conversation. The idea that, like, I've had, like, I've, in order to keep my fight up, in order to keep pushing for the rights of, of, of everyone in this country, you have to let go. Of, you truly have to let go of the idea that you will see that progress happen. That is, <laughs> that is the, that is both the, the saddest part and the best thing you can do. You have because I think about I think about, Sasha. We've talked about this. I think about my mother who is so confused after everything that she put into the civil rights movement. Why this is still a thing? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why we're still here? And not just not just for black people, but for everyone who's got a struggle in this country, our LGBTQ sis, like brothers and sisters, like everybody who's got a struggle in this country. Why are we still here? People have died. That should be it. That's enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yet we're still here. Never been enough. It's never. It's never it's, been enough. Look at the. Look at you know. We we talk. I, I think about this all the time. But yeah. But you know, you think about Columbine. Yes. You think about Park Parkland. You think about all these schools where ch- children. You know, the one part of the thing about quarantine was that there haven't been any school shootings, and it's like what this constantly wow. happening. Like what and but there's still nothing being done because oh. of. Uh, because of a lie that people have been told that if you regulate guns, you're taking away, you're you're going against the constitution, and it's just not the case. But again, it's that I want guns. Me, I want them to feel powerful. I want yeah. them, and it's yeah. not about that. It's 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 unfortunately it has it has. I I don't know when it's going to change. And you're right; it's a sobering thing to think about. But will we see it? But, but you know, but again, in that, I find that it's like you have to, it just comes down to you don't fight because you're going to see the end of it. You fight because it's the right thing to do. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to is like, I, I know that my time on this earth was spent trying to make space for everyone. And that's yeah. literally all I can say. Yeah. And the rest of it's like, okay, sure. Like, you know, and, and if, it, and, and, and I hope that I'm proven wrong. I really do. But I just, I'm like, this is, it's so deeply entrenched in who this country is that I just, I don't know if it changes in our lifetime. I think it changed maybe in the next lifetime, but I don't know if it's ours. And that's, and that's really daunting, but also like, great, I'll keep fighting, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
I'm really inspired by the generation under us and how yeah. much how much they know already. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I didn't I didn't realize until until too late that it was important to have a voice and and fight for people and and pay attention. I didn't yeah. realize that because I feel like we grew up in a generation where we were like, no, it's going to be great. See, we worked hard. We have a life and you can do the same and you can work hard and you can have a nice life. And we kind of like did that. And then we were like, oh, wait, but there's so much against us that I actually don't think we can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we had we had to realize it. But the generation under us knows they yeah, know they that they're fucked. like they yeah. just yeah. know. So it's it's a matter of they're louder about it's it enough i was like listening to this podcast or npr it was like an npr podcast they were talking about the financial crisis and they were talking about millennials us and they were like um see that like when we were like i don't know in our like formative years of like childhood there was the uh 9 11 yes. mm -hmm. and then there was the as we were entering the workforce or starting to we had the financial crisis of like 2008 like yeah. the beginning mm -hmm. of that and the fallout and then now as we're like gaining our momentum and like got our, those of us who were able to get our feet underneath us who mm -hmm. aren't living at home because there's a lot of our like, who were already living at home before this. And now we have like a pandemic and another financial crisis. But I think, and then in the middle of that, like school shootings, like thinking about what that did to like my understanding. Um, I remember Columbine and I can't remember what year it was, but I remember being young and thinking like, because you're still watching. You're watching to see what the adults are going to do, and they don't do anything. But then you look at, like, Holt, like we didn't do what uh, those kids in uh, Marjorie, uh, uh, what's that, Marjorie Douglas? Like, yeah. In Florida. Parkland. We didn't yeah. do what those kids did. Yeah. Like, I think that they've seen even more. And so I just, I'm inspired. I'm, like, hesitant, too, because I'm just like, well, like it's easy to look to the next generation and be like, you guys fix it, please. Yeah. So I just want to like sort of as a bridge, be like an, a resource and like, and yeah. there, you know, but I also, I agree, Elliot, like, I think that, or that they are like, I don't know, maybe I'm hoping that they're in like this, like sort of sweet spot of like having seen a lot, but having not like, been sold sort of alive that yeah. we, yeah, did. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. think, like, I don't think it's too late for them. No. Like no. I, I think I think that like for millennials, it's a little too late. I think that we like we tried. <laughs> we can keep the fight going, but we can't. I know, but we I took some know. punches though. We took some. We, we did, girl. We, we, took, we, we took all of the punches, and I do think we tried. But I do think that to, who's really going to reap the benefits is the generation underneath us and the next. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they deserve yeah. it too because they are really badass. Um, yeah. Yeah, and. I'm, I'm, Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was, I was going to say, what we can do is we can, I, I do think that one thing this pandemic has done is like, we have stuck together. I will say that. And I think, I think that even though we know we're not going to ever be able to stop fighting for these things, I think there is a comfort that I take in knowing that like, I'm walking out of this knowing that, knowing that several people have my back. Yes, mm -hmm. and that 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 is there's several more people than I than I had going yeah. into this, and yeah. that that's huge. That that makes me feel like, okay, we can we can we can we can do some damage. We can we can take some stuff down before before we're out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. Well, okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to, we want to get to like our actual interview. LOL. I was just thinking, I was like, you guys have like totally have questions. And we were just like, yes, this is where I'm at. So I'm thinking about. No, this is what we do. This is, these are, if we were, if we were doing Broadway shows right now and meeting for drinks between this is what we'd be talking about, totally, right? Totally. You know what I mean? This is what's on our mind. This is what we want to knock around with. Yeah. Um, but we do like to ask um, all of our guests what first got them interested in the arts when they were a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sasha, let's start with you. What first got um, Sasha interested in the arts? I was put into dance at three years old, like <laughs> like every little good girl is. Um, <laughs> and I just, I always say like, I just never stopped. And I think um, what sort of kept me going, I think I realized like in my, I was always dancing and I think in my body, I sort of realized that like, this is a way for me to communicate things that I didn't understand at a very young age. Um, And I don't think I, I don't think I realized that until like literally like a week ago, but, um, (laughs) but I think that it was like, I was hooked on this process of like, things are happening. I don't know what to do with this energy, but I can move and I can make something beautiful with it. And then of course, like teachers who encouraged me and, you know, singles me out and, and parents who were supportive and just like continue, what do you want to do? Go for it. Um, I never felt like, you know, they were like, well, you're going to have to get a real job. I never felt, I never had that message from my parents. Um, yeah. And then I just literally, it was just, I think it was that, that dance and like realizing that like, as even though like there are emotions that I can't articulate and maybe haven't even fully experienced yet, but I can experiment and play with those things physically with my body um, was really powerful and sort of addictive for me. Um, Yeah. And I've just sort of followed the trail of like any breadcrumb that anyone would leave me since like I've just college, everything. My, one of my studio directors um, uh, who's since passed, but Pamela Arzik, like she, gave me the brochure for OCU and was like, you're going here. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to dance. And I remember <laughs> taking master classes like in New York, she would organize trips and they'd be like, who wants to be on Broadway? And I would just be like, do, do, do. And she was like, she does. And I was like, I don't even know what this is. Like, <laughs> just had people who like saw something. I think teachers are incredible because they have the ability to see something in you and plant something in you and facilitate something that you don't even know you want for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but really, yeah. The addict, I'm addicted to the like ability to take something and process it in in other artistic ways, creative ways, and create something really cool in the process. Yes. Yeah. Um, I relate to that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. What about you, Nick? No, I think I think it's I think it's similar and different. I think um, so. I mean, I know my mom put me initially. My mom put me into theater because I had ADD and she thought it was focus me. Yeah, <laughs> it would like it was all this time. It was all this time, and and it worked. And it did work. Like I mean, it was and and to my chagrin, like it became the thing that I focused on the storytelling. But also when I was young, I was my babysitters were movies and um and books and and I I I was watching movies that I should not have been watching at that age at all. Like I think about I think about some of the titles and I'm like, wow, that's too young. Like like you, know, you should not. Don't 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 watch like like Andromeda Strain at like you know four years old like don't do that. Um, but I loved I, I very yeah I was like obsessed like my my triumvirate was like Spielberg, Tarantino and Scorsese like and that to this day that's still like my that's my world and I love them so much. The sophisticated defy- palette for a four year old for like yeah. a child for a child. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think I think if I'm speak if I'm to speak on it honestly, I think what kept me in it and what kept me going, I think that. It very, you know, look, all children experience trauma in some way or another. And I think that what what theater and what storytelling in general became to me was just a way when the world was insane. This was how I could control my world. Mm. This was this was how I could I could find a story that I could be safe in. And and I could I could I, I all of a sudden could determine where this path goes instead of the this thing wow. that was shifting. And, and I think that's to this day, I think this is so often when, so often I find that this is the only thing that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Storytelling is the only thing, like, I can't, I can't tell you how to be an adult, it's oftentimes, but I, I can tell you how to write a script. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, you know, I think has been a, a real, a real blessing and a challenge to like, to, to dip my toe out of this and be like, great, cool, you got this. So what else? Do you need to do to function in this society? And um, but yeah, I think I certainly think that's how I got my. If you're asking me how I got how I got my start, that's how I got my start, and that's also what kept me in it. Yeah, that that's a really beautiful thought. Is that like this is the place that we can make sense of things, and I think that a lot of people feel that way. And you know, Sasha, that's similar to like you were like I can make sense of this physically, or yeah. I can make sense yeah. of this through this other character or this play. I think a lot yeah. of people feel that way. I think that, a, that to me is a very like very beautiful, clear way of putting why a lot of people do what we do. I mean, you you said you watch a lot of movies, but did what got you like switched from like just being interested in Scorsese to like wanting to like do musicals? The irony is, can I tell you straight up? Yeah, what? please. Not a single thing. I so <laughs> the fact that I am on Broadway right now. It's fascinating to me. I <laughs> did not see this coming at all. I, because I said, I mean, I sang in rock bands in high school and college. Um, and, and even so like, so, you know, so I have, I have a, a, a podcast on BPN and like, that's like what we talk about, like half of it's a movie podcast, but half of what we talk about is like the fact that I have any qualification to be on Broadway podcast network. is like <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, because, because yeah, it was, it was more just like when I got out into the auditioning world, I was a Shakespeare major in school. I sang and, and they were like, cool, let's try some musicals. And I was like, okay. Uh, and I tried them and like, I did not book most of them. Like it took, it took a very specific musical like to get me doing musical. And, and, and really like I, I, Sasha, in terms of like Motown, 
which I think was that that was was that your Broadway debut as well? No, I had done yeah. Memphis. That was my first original cast. There you go. So in terms of Motown, which is <laughs> how we met, and that's a whole saga in itself. Like, <laughs> I I still did not belong there, except for the fact that because like I couldn't sing, like I mean, or rather. I could not dance like like they needed me to dance. I could not dance. I still can't dance. I don't know how to dance. <laughs> but they needed they needed someone who could act and they needed someone who could sing high. And I could do those things. <laughs> so they threw me in. And then I was immediately thrown into this world that was the most period black people period that I've ever seen in my life, period. Yep. It was like I was I was all of a sudden I had to deal with like, first of all, what it means to be on Broadway, second of all, what it means to be in a musical, third of all what it means to be in this specific cast with these specific people mm. and who did not make it easy on me because it's those specific people <laughs> and, and they know who they are. And so, ah! <laughs> but like, it was just, it was just this, I mean, it, it really has been like this game of catch up for me for so off. So, so, you know, so much of it. Cause I, I, I stand in awe of what I see uh, so many musical theater performers do. And I'm just like, I like, that's amazing. That's incredible. I, I don't I love know. I musical theater for that though, because it like brings together so many random people who are like, I've never yes. sung a song in my life. What? And they're like, it doesn't matter. You can dance, you can fit these costumes, just like sing, 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 sing this note here. But seriously, that is such an amazing thing that I think people should take in. I think it can be frustrating sometimes, like mm -hmm. like in in a way, like because we're told to like get a certain way you have to like train and you have to know the shows and you have to like know the canon and know the history and blah, 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 blah. And, but that's not necessarily true. It's such a crapshoot that it just, you just have to be right. You just you have just to be that person that way. And that's it. And that's, and that's such a lesson because that's, that's the only, at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. That's your only weapon. That's it. You know, whenever people ask me, like, how can I stand out from this? I'm like, that everything you're seeing in the mirror, that's what you got. Yeah. That's it. That's the only thing you got. So you better love that person and you better do what you do the best that you can do it. And, totally. and that's, you know, like, 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 so, so, um, cause Ellie, I know it's cause you, cause you were just doing Beetlejuice, correct? Mm -hmm. So, so me and Brightman have like a script swap that we've been doing where we yeah. like drink, like, and like swap scripts and like just read. Yep. And, and what I, what I, you know, what I love about Brightman is just that idea of like, he has, I mean, every script that he writes, it's his world. I mean, you can read these scripts and you're like, oh, that's, that's Brightman. Like that's, that's, it's just so innate to his sense of himself. And I think yeah. that is the best, no matter what facet of the entertainment industry you're in, if you know yourself, you're ahead of the game. Totally. You just, yeah. just know yourself. And I feel like I wish that's what led like your education, like back to what we were starting about is like the rest of this is just suggestion. Like it will be helpful for you to know the canon. It will be helpful for you to know music theory. It will be helpful for you to know these things. But at the very like at the beginning and the end of the day, it's you. And like mm -hmm. the more authentic and more unapologetically you can show up as that person in the room and just like incorporate all these things into you, but you, you lead. And I think so much of what I felt in my education was figure out who you look like or who you, yes. what type yeah. you fit into or mm -hmm. what genre you fit into instead of just being like, no, just do you. And then like, if you see something that sort of looks like that or echoes that, like, you know, ask questions about it, dive in, like do your research, but mm -hmm. 
but then do you, and then again, do you like, and I think I, I lacked that. And, and I mean, I won't even blame that on like an education or teachers. Like it's just me trying to figure myself out. But I do think that it, it would be beneficial for students to understand that there literally are no rules. And like all of these other things are truly suggestions. Yeah. I think we, we all felt that way. Like, you know, and in my experience at OCU is very like classical kind of training and I thought that because that was the kind of training that I had, that that would be where I would end up. But it turns out I've done everything but anything classical. Like, <laughs> wow. And yeah. it's just because who I am as a person is like, you know, cocktails and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just not who I am. I'm not that person. So, like, what yeah. I fit yeah. is what actually, where where I have gone in my career has been actually made more sense with my personality more than my totally. skill set. I agree. Mm -hmm. Totally. Just, I, I think the first time I did a show that I felt like OCU like was preparing me for was maybe My Fair Lady. And that was like I mean, what, like, your like, seventh Broadway show? Like, <laughs> yeah, like it was like down the line. Yeah. And like, I, or, you know, and I did like other, I did like Sweet Cherry. I've done some things that were like more like along the lines of like more traditional musical theater. That said, the technique, like how to sing, how to dance, like how to technically do those things is very useful. Yeah, but yeah. then like the, like how that comes out Always. Like, later is just like, well, who knows? I don't know. You can yeah. sing, you can sing it. Like, is that what you are going to end up doing? Who, who knows? I, I feel like a more, what I wish I had learned more of, and you know, is not just how to sing, but how to sing eight shows a week. How, what what you do when you're injured in the middle of a show? How do you get through that? Sh Those are the things that that actually you yeah. need to know because because those are the things that we have we end up having to learn on the fly, and yeah, and some of us learn it on the fly and we're we're okay and we and we can learn it, but some of us have to pay a real big cost for that. And it's yeah. like we actually shouldn't have to pay that. Like athletes know what to do if they get injured. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So why don't we know what to do if we start to feel a pull on our on our on our you know scaling? I mean, like we need to. These are basic things that we need to yeah. know, and I'm shocked that we don't get taught them. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like, resources, like yeah, having PT well, but I mean, more than twice a week. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like Sasha and Caleb, since you all trained in the dance program at OCU? Do you feel like you were taught about your bodies as dancers? Because I don't feel like I was taught as how to maintain my instrument as a vocalist. Mm -hmm. I think so. I agree. I, I agree. I think, I think yeah. that I learned in the dance school, taking the classes that I did, and that I did learn a little bit about how what to know about my body and mm -hmm. when to stop and what to adjust and how to I mean, stretch. I will definitely say like as far as like weight management like bullshit no mm -hmm. screw that throw it out the window what is that what is i don't even know what that what is that weight management. well this is a podcast Ooh, this is a podcast it's a really like okay they have, they have very i will say they have very specific ideas about image body type oh no and okay weight. bye bye no nope. and it's a problem it's a, nope, it's a problem i've said it I've, i'll say it all day long i don't care like I will absolutely say, because it it's wrong, and it's very wrong to be talking to young women about their bodies in that way, Gee, in, nope. in this day and age. So the problem none of that caused is not it. It's bad. Yeah. That said, 
the technical, like the things that they do well. And the reason I think it's such a shame that that's such a hallmark of that program, and it is, is because on the technical side, like as far as like training you as a technical dancer, I don't know another program that does that. Other than if you were going to go into a ballet or like a conservatory sort of situation. But like if you're trying to- Dancing, you're not getting the different Exactly. Like if you're trying to go be a prima ballerina or a modern dancer specifically, like there's other programs you could go to. But if you're training, there's literally no reason that like our Broadway, our dancers should not be flooding the ensembles of Broadway because it is, that training is insane. It is kept me, I mean like, the injuries that I have sustained on Broadway are because I wasn't doing what they told me I was supposed to do. Wow. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> like, I mean, I've never like the 45, 50 minute warm up that you do before every single thing, like the, requ- the, the requirement, the development of the technique, the system, like between ballet and jazz and tap, like just the culture of it is built to protect you from injury and protect yeah. you in in the midst, you can use that to protect you in the midst of injury. Wow. Um, the consciousness of your body awareness. I think an unfortunate thing again to bring it back to that weight thing is that you are you divorce yourself from your body and like knowing yourself and being proud of it and taking care of it because there's all this shame around weight, yeah. and so you can't do both at the same time. You really just like a person cannot both be ashamed of their body and in tune with it. Mm. So, I think full circle right back to the individual. They don't teach you how to be an individual out of CU. They teach you how to be a, a rocket. Mm. So yes. part, they teach you like this is how you can be a rocket and you will be so you'll be amazing. So it's hard to realize at 18, 19 who you are as an individual and how to take what they're saying and how to put it in your own body. Yeah. I think that's also you're 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 young, which is you yeah. take everything with a grain of salt. The people also, that the people that are able to go and take the kind of like rocket training, but also be like, I'm also an individual. They knew they were an individual before. I don't think there's a lot of like cultivating of like, no, you can be your own kind of dancer. Like, unless you knew that already, then I don't think people get that out of the school. And then they are groomed to think it's, you know. And I mean, it's like, it's a product of a larger thing. Like it's a product of like, you know. We want it to be better. The artistic director there and everyone else growing up in societies and in businesses that say like, you should look this way and this is how you work. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a lot of factors, not just like one institution being like, this is what you have to do. I think, but I think that, that, that ideology, ideology is a symptom of a larger thing. And like somebody, people ask me all the time, like being a woman or being a woman of color in this business, like how do you, especially a dancer? And I was like, listen, I've been struggling with that since I decided to do this. And like going to a school that has like a generic look of like, you know, how to show up for a show, which is like red lipstick and curly hair. And I had a perm, which I was already dealing with stuff from like, you know, Georgia, the South, like telling me that my hair was unruly and I should straighten it chemically. When I come here, it's like, you used to have curly hair. And I'm like, what kind of curly hair? And like that curly hair doesn't look like my curly hair. Um, there's all these layers and layers and layers of things. But again, to bring, it's just the value of, of knowing that you have to be yourself and that that is the most valuable thing. And I, you can't underestimate what an act of resistance that can be depending on what body you find yourself in, mm. in this life. Mm. <laughs> Truly. Wow. Wow. Guys. Yeah. Insanity. Love that conversation. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. I'm having it so much happened. fun. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, um, well, I do want to talk a little bit about 
Chaos Twins and how that came about. Um, so how did it get started? Dun, 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 dun. How did it come about, Sasha? Dun, dun, dun. Uh-uh. It all started uh-uh. in a little house. In a little in house in Detroit. Detroit. So me, I will say this. <laughs> me and Sasha together as, as friends, we have, I think there was like an, cause before we were even like actual friends who like hung out and like, and like had like a, you know, a banter, there was just an understanding even from afar that like this mixture should not ever happen. <laughs> like, like everyone was like, yo, you and Sasha should not like, please stay on opposite sides of the theater. Please stay on opposite sides of like oh Times God. Square. <laughs> in the wedding of our friendship when they're yeah. like does anybody object everybody this, said. everybody was like i have something to say there was like a line to the altar everybody like- said please don't do this so we <laughs> so during motown we did this thing that was so ridiculous sasha was sasha had been she had left she had left at this point but then they called her back to yeah nick I think, and i have also never spent more than Two like, weeks two, in a yeah. building to get in a in a, in yeah. a class together. Yeah. We've shared two contracts. Yep. But only for two weeks. Only so two even weeks producers ago. knew to yeah. <laughs> I was leaving Motown, he was coming in, and I was like, Oh, what's that guy? And then I came back for like two yeah. weeks to cover yeah. and and it was chaos. And chaos because I was a swing on Motown. And that was already a problem because please don't put me in a room. And just give me time to like plot and do and plan. Do you like don't do that? <laughs> sure. Like already that's an issue. It's so, bad. It's so bad. And then Sasha came into the <laughs> building and like she was she was like she was understudying uh it was more was it still Morgan James or was Tracy McDowell? Morgan James. White woman in Motown. Yeah. In Motown. Yikes. And uh it was great. Uh but she did it was she's no she, I love Morgan. But she uh she didn't. She had a lot of time off stage, and so we came up with this idea that we wanted we wanted to secure the perimeter of the lunt of the theater. I don't know if we came up with it as much as it was something that we became aware of. Yeah, the the, the perimeter was not secure. But the perimeter was not secure. No, we did not feel. I I feel like was it was it after? And I've asked you this before, and I totally forget. Was it after the dude who landed on the building? Was that what? after? Because that might have yeah. been why. I'm just being real. It was after because. Yep. Because I was there when that happened. Yep. Yes, you were. And I had left. Yes, Are you what were. What happened? A man landed on the building. A man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring this up. So we. So I did not have this experience at the lunch. So it was, I want to. You want to know? Paved away, but. It was in the middle. This is it's a it's a it's a kind of I mean not kind of it's a very it's a not a happy story but it's not at all. It's not at all. But we're, so cut, we're cut to tone shift. Cut, cut to tone shift. Tone shift. Here we go. Okay. Content warning. We were in the. But this is. It's also very Motown. Like if there was any show that was. Nick, good. you're you're messing it up. We can. <laughs> we have to give this its weight, and then we can go back. I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna okay, tell it. You Nick tell it. Tell right. it. He's not responsible yeah, you tell, enough you tell, to do you tell, this. You tell it. Tell it. Tell it. I can't. Do I it. so. This basically there was a rehearsal going on. There was a loud thud in the lunch and they didn't know what had happened. And yep. there was all of this, like, you know, okay, well, what up, you know, keep going. The next day, people who had gotten to the theater early enough 
a man had jumped from the W Hotel and oh. committed suicide and landed on the ceiling of the Wand. And they had to like, because of the building, they had to bring the body down like it was the stairwell. Really like it was like not a good scene, not a good look. Yeah. I would attribute the chaos of, the, I mean like that definitely fits into like, just like a lot, but that's a very, it's but a very also, different also yes. Nick, like let's talk about like, Motown was getting edits a year into the run. Yes. No, no, that's what I'm saying. There was nothing that felt safe or secure. About it was a crazy the place. There were too many people. Like when they put the show on tour, there were like 11 less tracks. Like it was just like a crazy, like you're right. There were a lot of black people in the building, but it was like every person. It was an amazing building to be in because it was like the most talented people of color, yeah. like black people on, like in the industry. Yep. Like, I mean, in the voices, building. I literally, I was just like, okay, if I say I'm a singer and Marva Hicks and Ryan Shaw say they're, they're singers, one of us is lying and it's me. <laughs> it's me. I know who it is. So it was just, there was like all, the height of talent and then like a lot of disarray. There were, I mean, I've never been in a show that experienced that many changes like yeah. that. Oh, like, that in the building game. is cursed. That no. building is insane. Also like there was an experience of like we had mice in the building and like somebody oh. found like a mouse, like eating Ooh. another mouse. Like they were both uh, dead. And, like, uh, like, it was just, like crazy going on all the time. Same. So don't try to fix it. So we were trying we to- We needed to secure the perimeter. Secure the perimeter you need to secure. So we got costumes. Okay, and and our costumes. And by got we mean assembled. Assembled. <laughs> I had I I whenever I you know in every dressing room that I've ever had and even on tour I travel with a a case full of nerddom, like my comic books, yeah. my posters. Like it, it truly is just that. that. That's what I need. That's what I need to feel. I, I have like my like my my, my Walt Disney World uh, Magic Band. Like it's like all there. And I and so I had a Wolverine mask um, there, and I put that on. Sasha put a was it a lampshade or was it? No, so I found that later. You had yellow bats. You yes, had yellow plastic I, bats. You I had, had yellow two plastic. yellow plastic bats in his dressing room. I was in the dressing room hanging out, and I was just like, "What is all this stuff?" And so I just started going through it, and then like we just started assembling things. The lampshade, it was it was a fringe. Do you remember the costumes for Shotgun? Yes, no, I you do. don't, because we were in silhouette. So nobody remembers them except for the people that saw us backstage. I hate you. But they were these like fringe go-go dresses, like these really cute like fringe go-go, like white fringe go-go dresses. And we went down to the costume department in our in our effort to secure the perimeter. And there was a strip of fringe, and I was like, "Can I have this?" And they said yes. And so then I proceeded to tie it around my face, and because I needed a mask too. I yeah. put, Hello. I was, we've been wearing Nick and yeah. I have been wearing masks for six, <laughs> seven years. Seven years, and I put I put a, I put like a flower through the eye socket. And here was the thing: so we first stop was the stage management office. And please keep in mind, this is during the matinee. Like, there's an actual show happening. Okay. Totally. Oh my god. And you're two, oh two, one understudy and one swing come down to the stage management office dressed like this. Not only did our team approve of this, they took pictures of it. I want Shelly Williams' picture. Shelly Williams is the associate director, and I, she has a picture of this somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the middle of Shelly Williams, just like honestly, associate directing, she was directing the shit out of that show. Yes. 
to her best ability. Like she also has a picture of the case. She was also very supportive of the chaos twins from the early. In fact, when we when we announced that we were doing a talk show together, she actually assumed that it was some sort of narrative show about our madness. Like a web like, series. Like a web uh -huh. series. Because we were like, yeah, Shelby, we got to get you on. She's like, I mean, I don't know how I'd be on. Like, I can't, like, what do you want me to do? And we're like, no, it's a talk show. It's not like a, but she assumed that our madness would come up with some sort of. Definitely, like a whole situation, which it, it may still, it may yet still. It, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we went to places that we should not have. I will say this. We walked around the building. The whole building. The whole building including the parts of the building where there was a show happening. The house. The house, like with baseball bats and Matt, like that's what I'm saying. Like No one stopped us. <laughs> not one Why no would one they stop you? Person stopped us. We they would say, what's going on? We'd say we're securing the perimeter and then they'd say, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And that's that's how the chaos was. That's the, <laughs> that's the first layer. That was the first layer. The second layer was when we discovered our mutual love of the West Wing. Oh! Which was like, that was like a, a huge discovery. And we started referring to each other as CJ and Josh. Yep. Um, because that, that's like, that's a truly our fit. That's, I mean, I, I, I cannot tell you how much I love that show. I know, Sasha, you love that show. So um, and I've we never all, seen it. It's on my list. Oh my gosh. Oh my you, need watch you, it. you need to watch it. You need to watch it now. I love the news. Seriously, it will make you feel. Yeah, it will make you feel so good about about like life if you watch it, especially <laughs> during a time like this. Um, the Mark third thing for Yeah. Oh, Allison Janet, and she is brilliant. When I say she's brilliant on the show, brilliant. brilliant. She's it's, perfect. It's unspeakable. Um, and then the third thing was our our mutual love of activism and of and of you know making social justice and getting getting good word out there. And we had been doing these Instagram lives. Well, uh, Nick had been doing them. Yeah. Nick had been doing them with like guests, like what, like every 15, 20 minutes, you would do them and bring sure. people on. And he was like, Sasha, will you come on? I was like, sure. You know, of course. He asked, he specifically asked me if I wanted to troll people online. And I said, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I didn't really understand what that meant. But I think I showed up. You showed with, up. Yeah, go ahead. Keep, keep going. In a Motown shirt. <laughs> you showed up with a low child. On your goddamn. I turned up with like my love child sweatshirt yeah. Yeah. and like sunglasses, and I just started, and I didn't realize like he'd been having like some pretty grounded, serious conversations with people about the effects of the pandemic, and I just got on there and just started talking shit. You just started talking, and like, but like, can I tell you the um, like the way that the viewership automatically went up once? Not even, I mean, yes, with Sasha's presence, but also <laughs> once people realized what we were doing, that we everyone's that we like, get on this live, like, yes. Yeah, Somehow walking this tightrope of like being yeah. ridiculous, but also talking about real stuff. Yeah. And and then <laughs> and then somehow I guess I don't know if Broadway World saw it or yeah. what, but then they were like, "Yeah, do you want to do this on on Broadway World?" And we we're like, oh, "Okay." And and what's 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 messed up to the, again to this day is like they really gave us the keys to the kingdom. Like there was no, it's like yeah, here's here's our Streamyard account. Like what? We're yeah. Like, Okay. It literally amplified chaos. Chaos. We're still we're we're still waiting for Broadway Podcast Network to like, you know. Oh, okay. I've, I've, I've actually had these talks with Brit every day. Like, I've, I'm literally like, yo, why, why, how are you guys allowing this kind of nonsense to continue on your wonderful podcast network? Um, Look, there's room for everything. There, yeah, let's just say. That. 
Yeah. Apparently, no. But yeah, BPN is awesome, and Broadway World is awesome, and they um they gave us a wonderful space to do our do our thing. Yeah. yeah. It's been a good time. And I do. I think we enjoy like the ability to go between like flow between very serious things and and very important um, things. And then just like honestly the chaos of all of it. Like we talked about our show, we're just like it this is chaos. This is actual chaos. Yeah. There's no other time under which like the chaos twins would be brought forth. Yeah. <laughs> and here Look. we are. Yeah. Look, so. this is the one. This is the origin story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and yeah. it's and and I, and I do think I, what I, what I, I think at our best, I think that what we, what we hope to do is make these subjects less taboo for people to talk about critically yeah. and, and, and approach and find a way in for everybody. A lot of, I mean, a lot of what we talk, just because we are black people, a lot of what we talk about are, are black people issues. Yeah. Um, but that realizing that just because of the setup of our country, our issues are American issues and everybody yeah. needs to be able to talk about it. You know, um, it's, it's, yeah. So I think, I, I hope that we're doing, doing some good. We've, I mean, our guests have been really, truly amazing people and, and continue to, to try to, to try to, you know, push that envelope a little bit and, and make some stuff happen, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, we, what you talk about is making these issues a little, less daunting, a little more something that you can listen to. As a white person, it's realizing that a lot of these issues are not just issues of one community, they're everyone's issues because we all factor in to how everyone lives their lives and is affected in this world. So yeah. when race issues become white people's issues, then I think that's gonna be when we make some big, big progress yeah. because that collective to realize yeah. And realize that we not only are affected by what we already have been taught to do in our lives, just in existing in a structure, but that we can help better lives just by making some changes in our lives that we might not even know about that we need to change. But people need to look inside everyone and figure it out that way. Figure so, it out. I'll appreciate that kind yeah. of work. Oh yeah. Um, oh. We're gonna go to um, rapid fire segment time. Uh, it's time yes. for March Madness. <laughs> okay, so I... <laughs> Let's, talk about that. Let's talk about that. Good Lord. Oh, okay, so I I collect uh, musical theater merchandise, um, T-shirts specifically, I always have. And uh, so this is a segment where I usually um, review T-shirts against each other in a versus format and declare a winner. However, in this pandemic where we all want to wear a mask, this is now mask madness. So I have two different masks here that I'm going to review. Um, and now I, ha I have masks from two different um, companies, okay? So... This is a mask from the company that I have been using for a while, which is my uncle's company that makes masks. This is a lovely tie-dye. Okay, yeah. it's a really nice color here. Um, full oh, coverage, so full. That what's nice is I can I can tuck the the fabric underneath my glasses. <sighs> no, no fog. fog. No fog. Oh yeah, Amazing. I didn't think about that. So that's lovely. 
coverage. It's really nice. Nice loose ear loops. Okay. This is good. And it's lined in a color, right? So no stone left unturned. She's tie-dye and then she's classy. Okay. So we love this mask. Now we have a different brand. Now I do have to say full disclosure, this, these masks took a full two months to get to me. Mm -hmm. um, They're busy. But they, but they donated their, um, they donated, they gave you the option to like donate your shipping fee to um, organizations that need help right now uh, because they took so long. <laughs> so this Ooh. is a mask from, uh, I don't know the company, but I forget the company, honestly, because it took so long. I ordered it and then they just didn't show up. They get to know so love. Mm. I know, but it is a really great mask. It's simple. I like the lining, but what I like most about it is the ear. It's an adjustable. Yeah. Ear. Mm -hmm. less this is more of a like all day mask. Like if I know I need to wear a mask a long time, it's going to be super comfy. Um, so I do have to say that because of the shipping, the shipping was a real issue on this one. I didn't get it. I ordered it. It took so long to get to me to the point where I had to like change the address of where it was getting shipped because I was in a different place. But it is the winner of this week's Mask Madness because of the long wear possibilities. This is a mask you can wear all day. It's light. It's not pulling at your ears. There's there's options to like put an actual filter in the mask if you want to. Gorgeous. Yes. Um, and there's wire on the nose, and it, you can secure it around your nose. No mm. fog. Um, so this unnamed company that I can't remember is the winner of this week's merch madness. But they don't deserve the traffic to their their page. Wherever you are, they yeah. don't order it if you don't have three months to wait. Okay. Yeah. And who has three months to wait for a mask? Nobody. Not I. You need to be wearing it right now. Mm -hmm. Speaking of masks, Caleb, uh, one of the most famous mask wearers in the um, musical theater canon is the Phantom of the Opera. So tell yes. us about the game you have for us today. So we're going to play really fast. This is called Chandelier. And you don't want to get points in this. And I'm going to say a question. And you're either going to say Nick or Sasha. And Elliot's going to be our breaker, tiebreaker, and whoever has the most points in the end has a chandelier drop on them. Sad story. But we played this with our Phantom of the Opera friends. It was a hit. So ready? So basically, who's more likely to do whatever? This. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. then you answer so, for either. And because you guys have been besties for a while, you should know these things. Maybe. maybe. Uh -huh. We'll see. Okay. Uh -huh. So um, who is better at math? Sasha or Nick? I think I am. Okay. Sasha. Okay. It's two for Sasha. Okay. Who takes longer in the shower? Sasha. <laughs> Damn it. Did you agree? Oh, yes. You see this hair? You know what this like? <laughs> yep. Um, who is more likely to kill a succulent plant? <laughs> Sasha. Nick. No, Nick. No, because you. Sasha, if I was to have a plant, I would treat it like a plant and, and water it like a plant. I wouldn't talk to it like a human being. Look at being. my succulents. You don't even have any proof because you killed them all. Don't Show us the succulents. Know. That's why he has so much right. resentment against oh. against my plants because he killed all of his. But I there's my try. succulent. I, wow. This wow. is another succulent. This is um, I propagated this for my grandmother's succulent. 
Her day plant in Macon, Georgia. I brought this from Macon, Georgia. Okay, so Elliot, do you who do you who do you vote for? I gotta agree with Sasha here. I mean, not she's the done. Root, I'm So Nick, okay, but that's okay. Fine. Going on, uh, who is more of a heartbreaker? <laughs> I guess that's two for Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Who's more likely to rewatch Tiger King? Nick. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Who can hold their breath longer? Nick. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then last last question: Who is more sentimental? Nick. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Definitely. Nick. <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not two, wrong. Four, six, eight. It looks like we have eight for Nick and two, four, six, seven for Sasha. So sorry, Nick, you are the loser in this. The okay. shooting does drop on you. Sasha, you get by with one point. One. <laughs> that makes sense. One. That's a We're the twins. Up. We're cast twins. We are cast twins. Yeah. <laughs> That was the closest round of uh, chandelier we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, mm, mm. And with, with that, we are going to bring this episode to an end. This was such a pleasure. Thank you this all so, so much. Fun. Thank yes. you. On our show, where can people find you on social media and where can they watch the cast wins? Go ahead. You can find me at Sasha Hutchings. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at Nikki Walks. And the Chaos Twins is, right now, it's bi-weekly on Broadway World. And it's on our, we're actually about to, little known, little known secret, about to launch our social media next week. Yes. Um, but, uh, but you can find us on Broadway World. You could also find me at Broadway Podcast Network with my movie podcast, Little Justice. Um, but yeah, I'll, either way, I'll see you around, you know. We'll see each other in passing. Always. We're out here. Always. And the family, we're you know we're all working at the Broadway Podcast Network building. You know our <laughs> offices are near each other, so we stand around the water cooler, and you know yeah. it's the cold. Exactly. It's great. Exactly. Uh, you can find our podcast at Equity One Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and at Equity One underscore on Twitter. You can also talk to us via email at Equity One Podcast at gmail dot com. And Ellie, don't forget to. Or go well, on. before they find me, they should yes. go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. It helps us more than you know, and it takes you just a few minutes. Come on. Mm-hmm. I know you've got the minutes. We're in quarantine. Yes. We're all doing the same thing. Um, you can find me at Elliot Maddox on everything. Caleb? Caleb Dickey, everywhere. And until next time, cheers! Cheers! cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.